0: So good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I don't know what this is. This is an experiment. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes out of this. If you all like it, uh, then maybe I'll do these m- more often because every morning I kind of get up to speed with everything that's happening in, in the entire world. And, uh, and so maybe, uh, maybe we share those. Maybe we talk about that. It is a, a pandemic after all and people are all alone uh, in their houses and uh, underground in their basements hiding out And so maybe this is a way for all of us to come together and, uh, and spend some quality time or maybe not, maybe you hate this and, and maybe there's nothing to it, but here we are. So let's see what happens. Um, I wanted to start today. I was, I was reading some uh, news and one of the things that I saw actually came out, uh, from Apple today, um, they're talking about their, uh, their update to the, what they're calling the app store, small business program. So for the longest time, uh, you know, you've, you've heard that Apple takes 30% commission from the, uh, from the apps that are in its store. And a lot of people had said, oh, that's unfair. And then there's special deals for certain companies and all of this other stuff. And it, it just winds up not being exactly, um, fair, especially to the smaller developer, right. Who's, who's, They've just got an app and they're putting it out there and they're thrilled to get the app out to the whole world. They're thrilled to get it out to everybody uh, who uses an iOS device, but Apple's then taking this 30% cut and maybe some people say that that's not the most fair thing uh, in the entire world. Uh, so in order to, um, I guess, maybe make it more fair, this new program, it it, it gives uh, a commission down at only 15% for small businesses, which they define as if you earn up to a million dollars a year. I've got to think that that's almost everybody in the App Store, right? Most developers with apps in the App Store are not making a million dollars a year in in sales. I think that's safe to say almost none of them are. I would think even a lot of the bigger companies aren't making a million dollars a year. Think of the most successful app that's for sale in the App Store or that has in-app purchases in the App Store. Do you really think that they're making a million dollars? How many apps are making a million dollars? I'm going to say there's a few. There's a few. So this is almost... I have to think it's almost everybody that's doing this. Um, why would you not sign up for that? Anyway, it 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 launches January 1st of 2021. So there's a, a couple months before you can get in on this. But I would think everybody's going to get in on that. And I have to say to Apple... It's about damn time, don't you think? It's it's about time that they did this. I think people have all been waiting for this for a very long time, and uh, gosh, they, they've needed to do this. Apple also came out, and you know, I, I didn't load this on the screen. I have a, I have a screen I'm gonna show you in a second because it's technology here. This is, we're just filled to the brim with technology in this space, in this room. This is like all the technology in the world. We've got a, a particle collider right over there. It's just off camera we get it all. And uh, and so one of the things that that's interesting is that Apple came out with this podcast player. They now have a podcast player that will play any show on the on iTunes or Apple podcasts as we call it these days. and, uh, and it's supposed to be um, a way for you to share because I guess they wanted a way for you to share your podcasts out there. So they've given you a whole bunch of links and everything. But this player is so Spartan and so minimalistic, I'm just not sure how many people are going to use this. This is exactly the right kind of thing for Apple to be doing, in my opinion, in the podcast space. This is the the right direction for them to be going in. Uh, but it's just so simple and basic, and I'm not sure that, that people will uh, want to do that. But, you know, it's tough because Apple has to strike that perfect balance between what everybody can use and like and features. So we'll we'll see if people actually start using this thing as opposed to what the player that's built in the way overcast shares it or the built-in player for your host fireside we have a player that you can use so i just don't know i am just not sure if uh, what's going to happen here but we'll we'll have to see so i asked people on twitter uh before i started i said is there anything you want me to talk about have you do you have any questions have you uh have you anything that, that you want to know, whether it's for me or about the because I have all the answers to the, to the internet right here. They're all right here. So people have written in with some questions and things like that. And, and so I thought we could ask some, I could answer some of them as an, as an experiment as part of this interesting and bizarre experiment. Uh, and, uh, and so right here in, in the chat, someone named Caudill says fireside chats with Dan Benjamin would be a great way to start the day. If, if you agree, then t- tune in. And, um, and this is going to live on YouTube of course, so I ha- I'm. I feel obligated to say the YouTube things, that the YouTubers say, like, subscribe, ring the bell, all that stuff. But I'm also gonna be tweeting, and it's also streaming out to Periscope and Twitch. People are on Twitch, I guess, watching, sure, wherever. I'll, I'll send this wherever people wanna see it, but it, it's home will be on YouTube. And now the real question is, do I also make this into a podcast? In other words, do I take the audio and deliver this as a, as a podcast as well, I think so, but I need to gauge what y'all are doing. So tell me if you're if you're watching live in Periscope or wherever else, uh, chat and, and add a comment because I'd like to see that. But of course, we don't know what this is yet. So it's gonna change, right? It's gonna be different, right? I've actually got a lot of, on, uh, on quit on Friday of last week, I shared some thoughts that I had. I don't like to talk about, listen, I don't like to talk about politics because I'm, I'm usually wrong. Okay. And my opinions are strange, but I, I was explaining the deal with, with Trump and why he is currently, uh, seeking, uh, contesting this. I'm not going to talk about that here. Don't worry. Don't turn, don't turn it off. This is not a political show. We're not doing politics. Uh, but I've gotten so much feedback from that, from that one comment that I made, uh, because I had analyzed it. So Another thing that's interesting to me is there. There seems to be a lot of confusion out there about uh, things that not just in politics, but news and, and tech and everything in general. I would love to try and tackle some of those questions. So if you ever and it again, not politics necessarily, but just understanding people, because I feel like I have a weird enough take that maybe it's interesting. And people, another thing I have to address here. Every single day, someone writes, and it's not always the same person. <laughs> Someone write in and say, when are you gonna do the UFO show? I, I desperately want to do the UFO show, but I need I need a producer, I need some help with this because there's so much happening in the UFO show space that uh, that it's just I just can't possibly process all of those links and and everything else on my own. It's just there's just no way. So if 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 you ha- I mean, I could rely on y'all to to send in links, UFO links, but then I still got to sort them. I need help with that. Uh, because there's so much else that's going on so much fireside stuff that's going on. So like one thing later today, I'll be on the daily tech news show, uh, with, uh, with, with Tom Merritt, who does that show, uh, who I've known for a long time and I've been on the show before and they were gracious enough to invite me back. Uh, I love doing that show. I would do that. I would do that show anytime they want me to to be on it. Um, there's another show I'm going to be doing on Friday, but I don't know if I can I don't don't know if I can talk about that or not. So, but today daily tech news show, which I think is, I think it's at, um, I want to say it's at three central, which is four Eastern, but I may be an hour off there, but they'll let me know. I'll just be sitting here like this waiting until they say go. So from now until then, I'm just sitting waiting. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's get to some of these questions. Uh, because I think that's kind of interesting. It's interesting to talk about that. So I favorited some of these. Mike Stanley says, um, so many first questions are covered by a quit podcast or podcast method. But here's one. Will we ever go back to watching movies and theaters in the same way, or will home release at a premium price like we've seen during COVID times become part of the mix? So Mike, I think this is an excellent question and it's something I've, I've talked to some friends about. I'm I'm good friends with a couple people in the, movie industry. And I'm, I'm friends with, uh, with somebody who's very specifically, uh, been like the marketing person for the Alamo and, uh, and the Alamo, if you don't know, um, is the best movie theater in, in the whole world, the best movie theater in the whole world. They're intensely concerned about quiet and they make a wonderful movie experience. They have great food, so you can order all kinds of food. They bring it to your table uh, while you sit there and watch. And this is something that I've loved doing for years. And my son and I uh, would have a regular routine at least once a month, if not twice a month, we would go and see a movie together and have a great lunch there. And it was like our Sunday afternoon thing. And uh, uh, Jeffrey uh, Sid- Jeffrey Sidoris, hey, uh, says, um, AMC is teetering on uh, bankruptcy. And this is true, Um the uh, the the movie industry, how could it recover? Uh, before I talk about the movie industry, though, let's take a step back and talk about spectator sports as well. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching the NFL, for example, despite the fact that uh, players are so harmed by it. I have uh, such a guilty conscience watching and enjoying football. It's like every time I enjoy football, I feel like I'm a terrible person <laughs> because uh, of how uh, how I know that players are being hurt. And, and maybe the the brain injury thing. So I, but if you take that and you combine the brain injury thing with the fact that no one can really be in the stands right now and no one can, it's like, how do you even enjoy this game anymore? And will it ever come back? Ratings were already going down before COVID even happened. So how will the NFL or the MLB come back from this people the young people are not as inspired when i grew up every weekend every holiday everything that was going on there was always football on if it was football season if not then there was baseball on. if not it was basketball and and, and in and between all of those as a, as an undercurrent golf of course and i think people still watch golf and tiger woods really invigorated the feeling of golf and got a lot of people interested in it who wouldn't have otherwise been interested in it but can something like the NFL ever come back? Will we ever have packed stadiums? Will we ever have incredible ratings? I remember as a kid, when I didn't want to watch football, I would love watching something like the Simpsons and it would always get delayed or pushed back. And it, I was like, sports, what are, what are you doing? And I don't care about that game. Even when I enjoyed football, it's just never going to come back. That's that's my take on it. And uh, Falk says the Eagles aren't doing too well this year. They're, They're not doing that well this year. We don't need to talk about the Eagles right now. There will be time to talk about the Eagles. It's not right now. I don't think spectator sports will ever be what they were. Now, soccer, or as the people in the UK say, soccer, uh, that may come back because that has an international uh, following to it that's very different, I think, from something like the NFL or even, even basketball. But how will these how will these sports ever come back? The answer is they won't. The stadiums I predict will never, now you'll have the Super Bowl, yes. But these stadiums will never be packed again. They'll never get the same advertising dollars that they used to get. They'll never get any of that. It it will be history. This is over. Sports as we know it, spectator sports as we know it is over. So let's go back to the concept of movie theaters. I don't know if or when these will come back. Right now, the idea of going into an enclosed building with lots of other people sitting close to you That, just like the idea of going to a restaurant and giving your friend a handshake or a hug when you see them, feels foreign and frightening to everybody right now. I think the idea of being in a movie theater feels even more frightening and concerning. And so I'm very pessimistic about it. Plus everybody's been stream- Netflix and chill. Everybody's streaming anyway, right? Everybody's been watching at home anyway. And in some cases, the experience of being at home is better. Now I loved, like I was saying, I loved going to a screw the regular movie theaters, screw them all. They suck. The experience sucks. You watch 20 minutes of ads before the, the darn thing starts. Screw that. Forget that movie theaters, regular movie theaters don't care about them, but specialty ones like Alamo There's a wonderful experience. You go there, you order a fun meal, you sit back, the chairs are really comfortable. You've got a lot of space. They are very quiet. Uh, Anyone who talks gets kicked out. You're not allowed to have your phone on. It's like the ideal experience. It makes me sad to think that that won't be around anymore because I'm telling you what, it's just not the same at home. There are so many movies that I saw in a theater, darkened theater, big screen, friends around you. I even got to see 2001. I took my son to see that. Um, when it came back to the theaters, they had released a 4K uh, master of it. And I got to see that. And it was an experience. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen 2001. A dozen times, dozens of times. Same thing with movies that are fun, like The Big Lebowski. You go in there, you're surrounded by friends and other people who are into it the same way that you are. I would hate to think that that shared experience that we've had since movie theaters began, I mean, even in the very earliest times, you had to go to a place to watch a moving picture. That was a thing. And it would be tragic to think that that experience of going out and doing it is lost. You know, There are so many predictions about the future, um, the dystopian future of everyone at home alone in their little silos, interacting with the world over virtual reality. Well, that may be a little far-fetched or a little bit out in the future, but we're definitely, this This kind of thing is definitely taking us in that direction, right? Uh, the idea that it's preferable to watch something on Netflix and text your friend about it rather than seeing it with them in person. I used to live across the street from a guy who was into football. And every Sunday, he just, some of his friends would just show up and I, I, I would wander over there and we'd just sit and watch a game. Even if we didn't talk that much, we might share some snacks, might make a comment. It was more fun to watch with people. And my son enjoys it and it's me and him watching it, but that's not the same thing. Uh, there is a shared experience that we miss when all we're doing is watching stuff streamed, you know, at home in our pajamas on our sofa at night this is my two cents on that. Uh, some people in the the comments coming in. Um, Caudill, am I saying that right? C-A-U-D-I-L-L. I hope I'm saying that right. It says, I wonder if movies will go back to having intermissions like back in the forties after the Snyder cut being four hours long, the Avengers movies, etc. it just seems like the next step. I only know offhand of, of two movies. I know there's more, but there's only two that jump in my head, uh, that have an intermission. 2001 is one of them. And Gandhi, uh, having, having the idea of an intermission, but I, one of my favorite parts, I I have seen musicals and operas and stuff, uh, and and I enjoy that kind of thing. I enjoy live performances, and the intermission is such a great fun part because that's your opportunity to go and talk to somebody. What do you think of what just happened? What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to go get a snack. Like it, it's great. I love that idea. I I support that. Uh, and uh, and uh, Jeffrey in the chat says same goes for live music. The days of being packed into a small club watching bands is gone, at least for a long while. Totally gone. Outdoor venues, I think, are the first thing that we'll see starting to come back. If they're not already back, we'll see some of that. But the idea of going to like a club where you can be 15 feet away from the performer, a comedy club, same thing. I don't go to a lot of those, but same thing. Um you know, uh, Mike in the chat room says we've only seen movies at a dinner theater here in town since one opened. It ruined other theaters for me. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it there is a very special experience. But all of these experiences are what's missing now. As being able to have a. Nor- I went and uh, I went to pick up some barbecue uh, from Le- Leroy and Lewis. Highly recommended. They don't do ribs. That's my problem. Is they don't do ribs. They do something amazing called beef cheeks. It's like the cheek of a cow, I'm guessing, but it, it's it's somewhere, it's better than brisket. It's amazing. Anyway, I was there and and they have a lot of outdoor seating and there were a lot of people doing the thing where one person sits in one corner of the table and the other person sits down in the opposite corner of the table. And that's how the, your social distancing, when you see people, I mean, it's better than nothing, but it, it still sucks, right? Um, uh, Cottle says, a sound of music and gone with the wind. Uh, 10 Commandments has an intermission. Uh, you know all of that is <laughs> they say which cheek it's the face cheeks not the the other kind that's that's good that's good okay so let's get to the the next question um over here yorn i'm going to say yorn says what tips do you have for absolutely rocking a hat like that i think he's referring to i wear a lot of, i wear i wear a hat often uh i have a few different ones and uh the secret is not caring what other people think and ignoring what the hipsters did to uh to wearing hats. Hipsters came so I grew up, I wish I could call up the picture. I've got a great picture of me when I was a little boy. My grandfather always wore a hat and I always loved it. And so he uh he got me my first hat and I started wearing it. I was a little boy wearing like a little Fedora hat. Uh it's adorable, I think. And uh, I always enjoyed that. And so growing up, I would wear them. And of course, there was a long time where you just wore a baseball cap, but that's not really a, a hat. That's a, a purpose hat. But, you know, when I uh, I started wearing fedoras and I was wearing them for many years because they were just fun. They were just fun. And I know there's they're kind of silly. Who cares? I don't care. You have to not care. That's the secret. But then the hipster movement came and 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 what they started doing was they started wearing fedora hats that were way too small and they wore them on the back of their head. For those of you who are watching on video, uh, the back of their head pushed way back, which is not how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to wear it. It's supposed to be like about an inch over your eyebrows, really. Uh, And they would wear them very small and way back and it became like a thing. And in my opinion, uh, the hipsters kind of ruined that because then if you show up with a hat, you're like, oh, and the worst thing you could be called would be an aging hipster. That's not, that's not nice. Don't call Someone an aging hipster, and and that's the category of people wearing these hats. Well, I love what's called a pork. I have one. It's right in the other room, but I would have to stop the stream to go and get it. And you don't want that. But I have a pork pie hat that I wear anytime it's cool out, and I've even got one I wear in the summertime. That's a that's like a straw version of it. And you just it, it you have to cultivate the look. You have to really embrace it. You have to say I'm going to do something that is a little bit different. And be okay with it. So Jorn, Jorn I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, that's that's my take on it. Okay, look at this. Uh, Stefan, Stephen, says it would be interested in when you think we'll uh, travel for pleasure again. Uh, n- n- never? In a year maybe? In the end of 2021 maybe? What we need in order to do any of these things. Now travel is different than movie theaters because movie theaters have a replacement. It's called Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or whoever else. There's a replacement there. Um, there's a replacement for going to see spectator sports in person. And I actually, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Let me think about this for a second. How many people, including you, do you know that have gone to, i football, have gone to a professional NFL football game? And if they have, how many, including you, how many times have you done that in your life? There are some people who I'm sure got season tickets or something, but I'm going to say most of you probably haven't been even once. Most of you haven't even been once. That's my theory. And if you have been once, then you've only been once, maybe twice. I've been to maybe two Eagles games in my life and they were great, but that's not something that I'm going to do every year. It's not something I'm even going to do every five years. Movies, very different story, but traveling is something people do all the time, right? And uh, Momo Badalak says, uh, is the road trip back? Yes, that's how people are traveling. You're doing road trips, but people are scared to stay in hotels right now. Uh, But the answer is, uh, as, as Matt says, I think once vaccines become ubiquitous, you'll be surprised how fast these things all come back. Not all of them, not the ones with replacements. Movie theaters will come back, but they'll never reach the level that they were. And movie theaters were running on a slim margin anyway. But concerts will come back for sure. But the answer is once vaccines are everywhere and once everybody has had the vaccine or the most most people have either had the vaccine or had COVID, I think you'll start to see these things uh, coming back, but traveling for pleasure, just like booking, like, hey, let's 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 fly to Los Angeles and spend a, spend a few days there. That's going to take a long, long time uh, to come back. I think, uh, I think, but uh, yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, the next question that's on here is um, Eric Beaver says, "'Maybe thoughts on living in a liberal part "'of conservative Texas when polls said "'the state may turn blue this year.'" No haters allowed to send you an email about this one. Um, I don't think that anyone who actually lives in Texas really thought that Texas was is or would become a swing state. That's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. There are too many people here uh, who are Republican, for it to become a Democrat state, it's just not going to happen. I saw a friend of mine tweeted, and I won't call him out because out of respect, he said Texas is a swing state, and he linked to some. It's not a swing state. It's just not going. To, <laughs> it's just not going to be a swing state. Um, Amos Chan says probably not the right show for this, but I'd love to hear a build and analyze s conversation centered around Fireside. Uh, there are a lot of people who have asked me questions about fireside. Uh, and I, let me know if that's something you want me to talk about here. I feel like that belongs somewhere else. I don't know where, but I think I would bore people to death if I talk too much about fireside here, because I don't want this to be like a, maybe it needs to be a developer. I don't know. You're going to tell me what you want. You've got to tell me on Twitter or write in and tell me what, what you want because I'll I'll do it. If everybody says talk about fireside, I mean I will. Uh, but I just don't know if that's too boring or not. Um some people had written in and uh and I said, hey, are you working on something cool? Because I love to learn about what people are working on. I got a lot of people who wrote in uh saying that they wanted to share the things that they're working on. So I thought we could share some of those. Now, again, this is why I think this might work better as a YouTube, but if it's a podcast, you're going to just hear me talking about some of these things um, because there were some pretty cool things that people wrote in um, about. And uh, and I basically just said, have you made something cool? What have you made? I, I want to talk about it. I want to hear what you're doing. So we'll, we'll do a few of those, I think, uh, today. Uh, Magnus says, I made this, and I think it's pretty cool. It's some kind of a uh, calculator that helps with playing 18xx board games. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what any of those things mean. But if that means something to you, this looks interesting. It is, it has a, a, it's some kind of cool calculator. Like, that's, that's cool. Like, there's so much stuff that you don't even think about um, that people are making right now. This guy here, Andrew says, um, when the pandemic was at its height in April, I think it's at its height uh, now, to be honest. I sat down and over a few days, I formalized my folder organization OCD and turned it into a relatively cool and inexpensive product I call type A. And uh, and so this is actually pretty cool. Um, here's a little, well, I've got to mute it here. Sorry, I can't play your audio through the thing because I don't have it set up for that. Color-coded visually distinct folders that run and help you organize everything. This looks pretty cool. Look at that, very nice. macOS icons with panache, it says. And uh, and so this is cool if you've got OCD and you want uh, that and they're updating it for Big Sur, that's kind of fun, that's kind of cool. I respect anyone uh, who has some OCD things and turns it into a, a product. Um, that's kind of fun. Um, there's this other thing here, that this one came in, uh, called, hey, check it. Hey, check it. Hey, check it.com, which is all about uh, accessibility, I guess. It determines website performance and things. It's kind of cool. But I want to know, like, what are you working on? What has COVID led you to do? We're all trapped, right? And there's so many of us that are spending either some or all of our time, like alone thinking about things and like, what are we going to make and what are we going to do and how do we spend our time? It just, it's just such a strange bizarre time period right now um oh i like this one uh kate o'brien says i made a 20th anniversary dinner on a coleman stove while camping with my husband does that count is that cool and the answer is yes it's very cool and for those who are just looking at the listening to the audio of this uh i'll describe it it looks like a beautiful uh salmon filet with some Uh, bread. It doesn't look quite like French bread. I'm not sure what kind of bread that is. A corn cob, a little slice of lemon, and uh, some kind of little salad to go with it with beautiful arrangement of flowers. I think uh, if I do this as a podcast, that'll have to be uh, the show art for it. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty amazing. And I mean, there's so many things that you can do when you're stuck with COVID to better yourself. Like, Better yourself in some way. This is what I talk about on quit all the time. Is like if you have an extra hour in a day, don't just watch Netflix. Do something a little more interesting, a little more exciting uh, about it. Um, oh, Robert Curry, friend, friend of the show, says, I'd love to know more about Fireside from the perspective of how you make choices on what features to work on. Momo Badlack. I I like that. I like that name. I'm sorry. Um, what is the good, better, best of Fireside for you over the next year or two? And uh, Cottle says a Fireside segment would be cool hearing about it on Back to Work has always been interesting. There's so much to talk about a Fireside. I'm just, I'm very worried that it'll bore people. But, you know, when I started Fireside, it was because I felt like there was a serious lack of what i determined to be a really really good user experience combined with really really professional tools for podcasters and i wanted to create that and having spent now i mean i started podcasting in 2 i had a i had a shoutcast radio show in 2005 4 and 5 that almost a dozen people heard and then in 2006, when podcasts were kind of a thing, I started doing podcasting and I thought, okay, this is great. And then Apple added support for it and it became even more great. And so in 2008, I went full-time, started five by five and did that. And then in about 2016, I launched Fireside as this platform that took everything that I had learned over the 10 years of, at the time, 10 years of doing it and put it into, put, put my heart and soul into this to make it. And it people seem to really like it, which is wonderful. And I spend a lot of time doing it. And, uh, and so just continuing to make it better. And I have a lot of help from other people who, who have been on the team and are on the team who are helping me do it. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about there and, uh, I'd be thrilled to, to talk about it. Uh, it's, you know, it's something that I think is, it's a passion for me as much. Uh, I'm, I'm actually trying not to code as much and do more focus on listening to people and what they want and, and helping guide and direct features, working with Garrett, who's doing a lot of the more code recently. Um, I enjoy coding, but it could be argued that um, maybe that's not the best use of my time. Maybe I'm better at doing things maybe like this or, or helping drive uh, fireside from the business standpoint. I, I don't know. Um, but having someone like Garrett, who's an amazing coder, Garrett Diamond, by the way, hey Garrett, uh, on on board and helping out has just been so amazing. And actually, where I'm hiring for Fireside, I need someone to come in and, and help out with support. But I also want that person to be um, to be able to help with five by five and do some of the production work for my shows. And Part of me says, hire from within the Fireside community. Fire, Find somebody who is a customer and already knows about Fireside and loves it. And there are, we have a lot of customers who are like, love it. Uh, and and tap one of those and say, hey, are, do you need a job? Do you wanna help do support? Uh, but then the flip side is I really want someone, I know it's weird with COVID too. Uh, so maybe when COVID's over, or maybe if uh, we're pretty isolated, maybe if they isolate, we could do it having somebody here who can also do the five by five stuff and help with the production stuff. I'm going to be doing a lot more video stuff. I've actually got a couple ideas for, for shows. And the big thing that I'm working on, because I can't just do one thing ever, I guess, is I'm working on, it's going to start working on some documentaries. I I won't, don't, this show will never air, but some documentary stuff. So I need someone who wants to be involved in the actual like physical work of doing that stuff, you know? Uh, so yeah, I need some, kind of need someone in Austin who could do some of this stuff. So if you're in Austin or you know somebody in Austin, Texas, make the introduction. Uh, I think it would be be pretty cool. Why not ask y'all? Um, so... Uh, Robert uh, says, because of COVID, I need to teach online. So working on getting better at after effects, video editing, audio, even most of my students don't watch the videos. I'm learning lots. I love, I love, always love video editing. I use Adobe premiere to edit like the YouTube videos that that you see, the ones that are edited. And it's such a joy. It's so much fun. It's amazing what you can do with video editing software. And I'm mainly self-taught. I've taken a couple of I love video editing, but again, that's not what I should be doing. Like, this is the hard part for me. I like to code, but I shouldn't really be coding. I should be making content. You know, I like to vid- edit the videos, but I shouldn't be editing videos. I should be making the content in the videos and have a video editor. So if you're a video editor in Austin too, we should probably, we should probably talk. Scott says, my journey started the same time as Back to Work episode one. Now I'm right on that edge. I mean... You know i I love hearing i love hearing this stuff uh and it brings me so much joy to think that something that i'm made or i'm making or working on people like it um here's somebody who has uh who writes in ben tolson hope i'm saying that right says i wrote and filmed a silly music video for Padia about selling digital products and had a ton of fun making it it's still one of the favorite projects i've uh, ever done And here's a really cool video speaking of videos there's so much that people are doing out there right now and it makes me so excited to see what people are doing and um man it's just it's such a crappy world and yet people are finding these little pockets of of space to create something really interesting um i just love it so you know, I want to do more news and I want to do more news stories. Um, and I find a considerable amount of those things. but if if you could send them to me, I need a good submit way to submit. i do if if I turn this into a podcast, which I feel like I should, right? um it's it's going to be the Dan Benjamin show for lack of a unless you did, tell me what to call this. But I will tweet out where the links and notes and stuff are going to be. and and i, I I'm going to need you to send me links. I'm going to need you to send me topics that you want me to, to talk about and you'll get credit for it. And so maybe here's the deal. If you ask a question or suggest a topic, this is just, a, just an idea right now. If you suggest a topic or ask a question, you get to promote the thing that you did. Oh, what do you think of that? I think that we're on to something there. So it's free promotion for you because I'm not going to do sponsors. I don't think on this, it's going to be listener supported. And, uh, and so you can... You can ask me a question and if you ask it, I'll, I'll say the thing that you did or I'll show it or whatever. What do you think about? It? I I think yes. I say yes. We'll try it. This is all an experiment. And if you do want to support the work that I do, not just this show, but all of the shows, everything that I'm doing, the YouTube videos, uh, quit, all the stuff that I do, um, the best place to to go, I think, is just patreon.com slash Dan Benjamin. That's, that's the best way. And I appreciate it. Uh, I used to say, and it's true, like you're literally helping me pay my bills. People think that i'm I'm sitting on top of a giant pile of cash, and that uh, that that's, you know, that uh, you know, i'm I'm recording from my yacht. None of those things are true. Uh, so if you want to support the work that I do, I really do appreciate it. Uh, and if you don't want to give me money, i I mean shame on you, but that's okay. Like and subscribe and ring the bell and all of that stuff. So, I think I feel like that's it. We've been going for 36 minutes. I don't know how long, what's the right amount of time? Is it 40 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? Is it 15 minutes? Is it five hours? These are the things that I don't know. But if you have questions, I feel like this is the place to ask anything that you want to know. Anything that you want to know I will answer your question. Brian, Brian Newman, Newman asks, is this the Philly Special Rolex? Yes, this is the Philly Special Rolex. For those who don't know, I'll tell, this, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. I'm a watch nerd. Uh, again, I can credit my, my granddad and my, uh, he was a metallurgist, uh, a scientist, an engineer. My uncle was, is and was an electrical engineer uh, and they, their love for engineering, to me, translated both into kind of software, but also into the love of watches. They have both loved watches. My grandfather, his whole life, absolutely loved watches, and he kind of imbued that love of watches to me when I was a boy. He gave me a Bulova, really tiny by today's standards, probably like a. 32 millimeter, uh, Bulova. it's super tiny. Um, and that was like the watch that I wore all through high school and into college. And I loved it. And it was an automatic watch. And, and the idea that this little watch was like a living, breathing device, like a little, a living thing that sits on your wrist. It was so cool. And it it didn't need batteries. It wound itself. I couldn't believe it when he told me, he's like, oh, you don't have to wind this watch. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't have to wind it. He's like, Yeah, you don't wind it. The movement, there's a little pendulum thing that spins inside the watch that winds the coil just from you moving just in throughout the day. It's enough to keep this going forever. And if you take care of it, you don't ever need to replace it. And he handed it down to me and I'm handing it down to my son. I, he, my son has it now. Like, how cool is that? This same watch. Like that's fascinating. So I love automatic watches, and of course Rolex is the best. Rolex is the best of them. You know, you some people would say oh Patek is better, whatever. For me, it's always been Rolex. I love Omega too, and I've had an Omega Seamaster. It was wonderful, uh, but I had always wanted the Rolex, uh, the Rolex Submariner, which is called a Rolex Sub and i i wanted one with a date there are people who will say a rolex uh, sub should not have a date i'm the one that says it should have a date why because it can never never remember what the date is and so guess what i'm already wearing something that's telling me the time let it tell me the date too but these things are incredibly expensive unreasonably expensive well beyond my reach as something that i could buy because it well i mean i i don't want to take any uh, money out of the pile of cash that i have uh, because then that would be a little lower and I want to, you know, I want to fill the whole screen. And so I can't take any money out of this pile of cash that's beneath me. So how would I get the money for this? I didn't know. So I met, you know, law of attraction, secret manifesting. So you start doing affirmations every day. And the affirmations are, i w I'm going to have a Rolex Submariner with date. I'm going to have it. Some people just repeat this in their mind. Some people write it down. Um, whether you like him or hate him, uh, Scott Adams of uh, Dilbert fame uh, wrote a book where he talks a lot about this. And one of the things that he talks about is how he does his affirmations. And uh, and it's a common way that people do it. And basically, if you want to make something happen, there are three things that are required for it. Three things. The first thing is uh, you have to very clearly know the thing that you want. You have to have a very clear idea of what that thing is in in as much detail as possible. The second thing that you need is you need to want it deeply with emotion. This matters. You have to really, really want it. It's not just, oh, I kind of want it. You have to really want it the way that you want that bowl of ice cream when you're a kid after dinner on Saturday night's it's the only time my house is quiet is when my kids are eating ice cream. And then the third thing that's important is you need to have an expectation, an expectation that it will happen and be real. You can't just want it. You can't feel the deep emotion of, of wanting it. You have to believe that it will happen. Some people say, well, act like it's already happened. Do you wanna be a millionaire? Act like you already are. I don't think that's as much of a practical advice as people need. I think what they really need is to have the expectation that it's going to happen. For example, you're going to have dinner tonight, right? You're pretty confident about that, right? I think you are. I know I'm going to have dinner. I might have dinner at 6. It might be 6.30. It might be 7. I might scrounge around for some food and not even eat a proper dinner, but I'm going to have something that will be called dinner. I know this. That's a fact. You've got to know it like that. You've got to believe the thing like that. So I had to, well, I knew what I wanted, the Rolex. I wanted it really bad because I'd always wanted it my whole life. I just had to start expecting that it would happen, but I couldn't understand how I would be able to get this thing. How would I make this happen? How would I manifest? This is my manifesting uh, pose. How would I manifest this into reality? Okay. A couple of years ago, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a great day for me. I couldn't believe it. My whole family was looking at me after they won and I, I was, I had no, I had no reaction. I was just watching. I was just sitting there staring and they're like, aren't you going to cheer? Aren't you excited? Don't you, don't you care? And I said, well, it doesn't feel real. And it took me till the next morning before it felt real to me because I'd waited my whole life for this, my whole life. Finally, finally, the Eagles had won the Super Bowl. It was amazing. Okay. It set in, and that morning when I woke up, the play that they had used to win it was the Philly Special, right? That's the name of the, their play. It's a trick play. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. They used this trick play. They won the Super Bowl. I want to like commemorate it. I want to like a T-shirt that says like Philly Special. I'll make my own T-shirt then. So, I um, I reached out to a friend of mine, a local a local designer. Um, Ryan Hamrick, Hey, Ryan, he'll never see this. And, um, and I said to him, I said, listen, you know, the Eagles just won. He does hand lettering, amazing hand lettering, great guy. And I said, could you do a hand lettering that says Philly special? And I found a a copy of the, of the play. You've seen a football play with the little, uh, the little X's and O's. Uh, I'm going to see if I can pull up, uh, a a picture of that for y'all that I can show you. And, um, and so in the process of finding that out, um, I, I sent that to him and I said, could you redraw this? And, uh, oh, here's some pictures of, uh, of the t-shirt actually. Uh, oh, look, people have stolen it and made posters. This is the other thing, you know, you've done something good when there's a lot of copycats. Look at all these copies of the original shirt with horrible, horrible lettering here, um, they just took what we did. I've even been shown that it's painted on a billboard somewhere in Philadelphia, but this is what the original uh, looked like if you're uh, if you're looking on YouTube um anyway they uh i I went to him and he did this amazing design and I set up a, a a shopify store and I registered phillyspecial.net couldn't get the com and I posted I hadn't made any shirts. I said, we'll take pre-orders and then we'll start making them and however many come in um. You know that that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. So I just put it up there and started taking orders. And the Shopify app does a little ching sound every time you make a sale. So I heard one. I'm like, ooh, I've sold one. Cool. I thought if I sell fifty, I'll be pop a bottle of champagne and and toast it, and uh, it'll it'll be great. And I started hearing more little cha-chings, uh, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching all through the rest of the day. And it kept continuing and continuing. Look at all these ripoffs. Look at all these copies. We were the first one to do a shirt. And look at all these ripoffs of it. That's amazing. Because I stopped selling it after I'd sold all of them over the, over the next week or two. Look at all these ripoffs of it. Here's the original. See if this... Well, no, well, it's a 404. Someone's selling them on eBay? <laughs> okay. So anyway... I made these shirts and I started hearing the cha-ching until it got to the point where it was just cha-ching, 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 ching ching nonstop. I had to turn, I had to mute the phone. It turns out that somebody, because I was the first person to do this, a radio station in Philly started talking about the shirts. And that led to a couple different discussion boards for Eagles fans all around the country and the world talking about it. And it just started to pick up steam and pick up steam. I sold thousands of these shirts. I was planning on just having a uh, a local person do some of the screen printing. I had to switch over to my friend Joel Bush. She runs Amplifier. I had to get them to do it. I had to get them to do the fulfillment. I never even touched a shirt until my own order came in. It was like this big project. It was this huge thing that happened. Uh, and all of a sudden I was making like, you know, you don't make a lot of them. People think you make a ton of money on T-shirts. You make a few, coupled bucks a shirt, two, $3 a shirt or whatever it was. I sold so many shirts that I had enough money in profit after all of the shirts were paid and shipped and, and all of that fulfillment was paid for and everything came back in. This is the weirdest thing, guys. This is so weird. I made exactly the amount of money with tax that I needed to get this watch exactly the right amount of number. I, I mean, like, is that coincidence? I don't know. It's weird, but it gets weirder. And there's something even weirder. Okay, a little backstory Rolex only can make a certain number of watches, they're only able to produce a certain number of watches. They can't make more physically because they're really, really good to their employees and their employees are like the best in the watchmaking world. They have very specialized skills. It's very, very difficult to make these watches and they only have a certain number of watches that they can make. And they take pre-orders for the watches and they have many different regions. America is only one of the places they sell to, obviously, and they're in Switzerland. So these watches that have to be made, they're, they're constrained just by default, just by nature. So these watches, are only a certain number of them are meant to go uh, to the United States. Well, enter the Apple Watch. Apple started selling the Apple Watch, and the side effect of this is that they actually started people who had never even considered getting a watch before, all of a sudden they really were into watches and that spilled over into, well, I kind of like this Apple watch, but what's this whole mechanical? I never wore a watch before, but now I want one and I want a nice one and I want a Rolex. So all of a sudden there was a really dramatic increase in demand for automatic watches, especially Rolex watches in no small part because of the Apple watch, right? Pretty interesting. Rolex couldn't keep up. So there was a huge backlog of orders because before a store, the uh, Rolex authorized dealer in town, they might only sell 15 watches in a year or maybe it's 10 watches a month i don't know but it wasn't they weren't selling like crazy all of a sudden now there's this backlog so no one could get the rolex watch so even though now i had this amazing like gift uh, of of the money i needed to buy this watch i couldn't get the watch okay so here's the weird part i'm manifesting it still still manifesting it right every morning and I went into my Rolex authorized dealer and I I I had been in there before they knew the watch that I was looking for. And I I would call and I would check and I would say, Do you have one? Do you have have you gotten your shipment? She'd say, No, we haven't gotten our shipment. We haven't gotten anything. And this kept going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then the Eagles win the Super Bowl. I get this money all of a sudden. Uh people are happy with their t-shirts. And then the following week, I call them and I say, Have you gotten the Rolex sub? And there, instead of the usual "nope, nope, sorry," there's a pause. And I was like, "Okay, what's she gonna say?" She says, "We have one, but I don't think I can sell it to you." So start manifest, manifest. She's like, "But maybe I can. Maybe I can." And I said, "Okay, what's the story?" And she says, "Well, it's it was meant to go to someone else." but they just said they don't want it. If you can get here within the next 30 minutes, it's yours. Guess where I was within 30 minutes. And I can't tell you because they made me promise not to say it was a celebrity who had ordered the watch and it was for their son's graduation present. But because of the backlog... They went to a different city in Austin, outside of Austin. I think they went to San Antonio or something and found one in San Antonio just the day before and canceled this order and got that one because their son had was graduating the night before. So they needed to give them that present and they couldn't wait. And this one came in just a day too late. So I got it. Okay. Weird, right? Who knows? So maybe there is something to this manifesting stuff. Um Scott Newton says, by the way, I can hear the compression. There, you're not hearing any compression at all. I don't have any effects on this. This is just my voice straight into the mic. Uh so I'm not sure. Maybe you're hearing maybe your the streaming service is adding compression. Who knows? But I think with that story, we will wrap it up. I've got a lot of links that y'all have sent and I'll get to them. Maybe I'll do this every day. Do you want me to do it every day? Let me know. Just tweet me at Dan Benjamin and say Yes, do this, um, but I, I kind of need you to name it. it. Should be the Dan Benjamin Show, Dan Benjamin Morning, the Daily. N- I don't know what I don't know what to call this, so I need your suggestions on that. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I think that's all we're going to do today. We went up at about fifty minutes. Maybe that's a little too long. I don't know. But I like the idea of doing this with y'all every morning, connecting with you, and getting your uh, your feedback, and uh, and all of that. So thanks everyone for tuning in. And uh, if you like it, I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one.